Good morning. Welcome to the Barn that's Blowing Your Faith Hour. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. And good morning again to everybody here. Uh-uh, uh-uh, life is something else. Isn't life like something else? Life is something else. <laughs> it is more than a notion. Uh, anybody have any questions before I get rolling here? Because I have some good questions today. Any questions? Any comments? Anybody had a life this week? Did anybody bring anything? Or oh, everybody came to receive? You have a question or oh, comment? Okay. Thank you. You lost weight. What's that? You lost weight. Oh, I did? Yeah. Okay. You don't know Thank that? You. No, a little bit. Yeah. I guess so. Thank you. Yeah. I have learned a little bit about myself here, and I'm very grateful for the awakening. I had no idea. I had all these things going on inside of me. Yeah. No idea whatsoever. Yeah. And um, I guess sometimes it takes certain things to happen in a person's life in order for them to wake up a little bit, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately. What have you learned about yourself that you did not know before? And then I know that you've been sick, right? Yes. That's what caused you to learn more about yourself. Yes. What have you learned about yourself that you did not know before? I have learned that I have been feeling very sorry for myself, that I felt like I came from this catastrophic family that had all these problems and that that, that was me and yeah. that I had no right to have these children and a, and a good home and a good family and that I, um, I just felt like I don't have the capacity to raise these children and I don't know how to do it because I wasn't taught how to do it and I believed that lie. Wow. I did. And I had been feeding that lie all these years. You thought you did not deserve to have a good family. I, yes. That's amazing. It is amazing. It's pretty pathetic. Frankie, give me a pen. I want to make a note here. Wow. So um, as a result, I felt myself getting into depression here and there. And that is one of the reasons why I brought to you the last time I came. You know, I talk about drinking and whatnot. One of the reasons why I go to drinking and um, just being bitter and, and taking it out on the kids sometimes unfortunately. Thank you. And being very ungrateful for yeah. what I have. Um, and I don't know, you know, I'm sure, I don't know if Mike knew it or not, or I mean, I, I finally came to him and talked to him about it. And, you talked and to your husband about I it? I did. Some of the things, like I really, was really hard on my oldest kid when he was a, you know, a little boy. I used to spank him quite a bit, and I was really mean to him. And I think that might be part of the reasons why he's a little bit overweight right now, and kind of yeah. snappy and, and a little rude um, because I was very impatient with him. I don't know. I could go on and on, Jesse. Yeah. Uh, so what did Mike say? What did you say, Mike, when she came to you with this insanity? <laughs> yeah, that's insanity. That's a, that's a definition of insane. Um, I sensed that maybe she was blowing a little bit more out of proportion than the reality was. Right. Uh, I think that Put the mic closer to your mouth. By and large, I think she's a very good mother, a fantastic wife. I think a lot of it is owed to the self-introspection that she does with places like your organization, etc. Right. Um, but I think that also leads her to continue to look within herself and kind of maybe beat herself up a little bit too much. Speaking to the mic a little louder, Mike. Um, uh, were, you, were you were you surprised by this when she told you? How insane she was? No, she didn't bring it up exactly that way. <laughs> um, 
I'm not surprised. I You're mean, not. And if people have certain ways they view things. Right. Um, I guess I was surprised by the fact that she thought there was a, a severe problem as she thought there might be. Are there a problem with the mic? We're going to have to get better mic. He shouldn't have to put the mic down somebody's throat to get them to hear. I can handle that. Yeah, let mic yeah. hold it, Robert. Get better mics for next week, folks. We had to act white up in here. White people have good mics. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. I, I think that answers the question. So oh, okay. Did, had you, uh, do you have problems? Like, are you insane, too? Um, I guess it depends on who's looking at me. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> are there things in your life that you are overcoming or would like to overcome? Um, yeah, I'd say that would be the case for everybody, but sure. Like what, for an example, for you? Hmm. Uh, that's a good question that I don't know I could immediately uh, give an answer to, but let's see. Um, patience would be good, especially uh, as a father. Yeah. That would be probably my biggest thing is making sure that I slow down before I respond to one of my children. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, that's good, yeah. It's so important that a father is patient at all times with his family, mm-hmm. at all times, because whatever you are is what they will become, and if you're impatient, they're going to grow up that way as well. Yeah, I think impatience comes from anger. It but, does. Yeah. So you have anger. Uh, I some level, I'm sure. I don't think it's a, a problem, but I can sense it from time to time, and I have to just make sure I watch it and grow from it. Grow from it. Are you, do you, are you overcoming it or just trying to, to control it? I don't know. I have an answer for that because I don't know how... I don't believe it's a relatively severe issue. I just see it once in a while, and um, I recognize it. And I handle it relatively well for the most part. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, just FYI, there's no room for anger. You can't have, you shouldn't have any iota of anger because it separates you from God. Uh, so because it's the nature of Satan. That makes sense, sure. It, yeah, so it's something that God can take away from you if that's what you want. All right, so just think about that. Sure. Yeah. So what's going on now, Christine? I had no idea how much I was judging people either, um, trying to make myself feel good about myself by judging others due to the not feeling good about myself. Right. And thinking that that's going to help me, which it doesn't. And I, I'm seeing that more and more. It's, I see myself judging people now. I didn't see it before. And I'd like to get over that, and I'm sure in time I will because I want to. Yeah. But I had no idea. I used to hear you and others say, of myself, I can do nothing. And I didn't understand. I understood it intellectually, but not spiritually. And it's starting to kind of finally flow. Wow. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing because I know I can't do it by myself. Yeah. I get it now. Um. So it took suffering for you to come to this? Yes. Do you think that a person has to suffer in order to overcome? Absolutely not. They don't have to no, suffer? No, they don't. Yeah. For me, because I'm stubborn and I'm right. selfish, that's yeah. why. I mean, luckily I don't have cancer or something. I mean, then, because I was afraid I might have had cancer and they had to check to see if I did. So. What, what do you have? 
Um, it's called Graves' disease, oh. is what it's called, and um, so I'm taking medication for it, and I'm also seeing a holistic doctor to try to get eventually off the medication. Oh, okay, that was an excellent call you made this week to Doctor Singh. Yeah, he's on great. my radio show. Yeah, I, I I don't have a Doctor Singh there, but I have somebody who has his background, and so yeah. I, not his spirit, but at least his background. He has the right spirit. He is the best doctor on earth, I believe. Yeah, it's helpful. Holistic doctor. Now, Jesse, I wanted to ask you... By the way, he's going to be guest hosting for me Monday and Tuesday of this week. I will be listening. I have to go to a funeral. Oh, wow. Yeah, my, my oldest son, mother, expired. Mm. So they're having wow. the funeral on Tuesday. I'm going to New York tomorrow morning. I'm sorry about that, Jesse. Uh, yeah. Wow. I was shocked when he called me and told me that. That it is was, shocking. Because I grew up with her. And I never thought one day she would die before me. You know, I just never thought of her dying anyway. But What did she die of? She had, uh, they told me that she had an asthma attack. And during the attack, I guess she had a heart attack while that was going on. So. Yep, it can happen. But she was also stressed out. Mm -hmm. That can happen. Yeah. Unfortunately, and you leave behind people and unresolved things. And but I'm going to live forever. I hope so. <laughs> I'm never going to die. Jesse, one Isn't more thing. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> One more thing, and then I'll stop talking. It's funny how people don't believe me. <laughs> Look how many people have died, and I'm still here. <laughs> I have friends that I grew up with, and they're my age, and they de they're dead already. Yeah. I'm still kicking. You've got to stop eating hot sauce, though. I know. I stopped the other day. Good. <laughs> it's funny. The doctor told me, well, because I have this allergy thing going on, he said, well, you've got to stop eating hot sauce. You've got to stop eating honey. You gotta stop eating anything with gluten in it, oh, well. right? That's what I did. Yeah, and so I'm at the gym. I did this workout, and on my way out, I stopped. They have a, like a cafeteria there, so I stopped and got some food. Went over to this thing to put stuff on it, and I was about to dump the hot sauce on it, and all of a sudden it said, "I remember him telling me you can't eat hot sauce, right?" And so I just said, "Oh, I'll do it next time." And I dumped it on there anyway. <laughs> So I did remember before I did it, but I went on and did it anyway since my hand was already up. And I <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm going to get away from it. Last night I had some pinto beans. Normally I put hot sauce in it, and I didn't do it. It's hard. Yeah, it is. It's hard. I had to give up a whole load of stuff. Because I had to get a, a, a lot of things externally and internally. And Are you still a wino? No. I wanted to have a <laughs> <laughs> I am inside. You know, like the other night, I went out to dinner with my daughter. Yeah. And usually I use those dinners as an excuse to get a glass of wine. Yeah. And I thought, I almost ordered a glass of wine, and instead of, I ordered decaf coffee. Oh, man. You know, it, and That's I thought. horrible. It is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Jesus drank wine. He did, but he didn't let it consume him. Right. And so are you, you're just going to stay away from it because it, con it controls you. For now. Yeah. yeah for That's now, wise. it's best. Yeah, Yeah, because I don't know how to do it. Now, Jesse, uh, back to the judgment thing. So I don't know how to be without judging, I have found. Yeah. So <clears throat> when one is interacting with people on a daily basis and, and you see something in them that, I mean, when you're with people, are you kind of thinking there is something in them that is demonic or, or whatever? It's a different spirit working through them. Right. And, and you, you're, you just kind of know that? or Yes. And, That's a good question. When I'm dealing with people or I see people doing weird things, my mind is telling me, oh, that's a nutcase right there. 
that person is crazy. Or why would they wear something like that? You know, or, you know, it's telling me all that. But because I know now that I'm not my mind, I'm not my thought, I just observe it. I let it go because I know now that it's not me that's making that judgment, that it's coming from a different source. So I don't identify with it and I'm fine. So it's the not you identifying something in the not them? Right. Okay. And because I'm, I'm, uh, I now understand myself. And I know that the things that I go through and have done, I had nothing to do with it. I understand that the same thing is happening to them. So that part of me allows me not to judge anyone. And that's a nice way to live. I have no judgment of anyone, including myself. See, I had to let that one go too, Jesse. Yeah. I didn't realize I was judging myself. Either. Yes. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I mean. Because when you judge yourself, it's just like judging somebody else. You're playing God. And God is not your God if you're being God. So you can't even judge yourself. You just have to see it is what it is, but have no opinion about it. Have no opinion. I get it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Can I ask you when you're meditating, when you're with people, you know there's a stressful situation. How do you meditate when there's all this noise and stuff going on? It's easier to meditate and be prayerful when it's quiet. But when there's noise and people, how? what do you do? Just watch it. You have to practice being... When you get up in the morning and sit quietly to pray, and, and then so you get up and go your way, you have to become aware of the, the self within. And just watch it. You'll go in and out of it while you're communicating with someone or dealing with issues. But as soon as that issue is over with, you come back to yourself. And then you just grow in that. And it'll become a way of life, and you don't have to go in and out anymore. But you just have to practice being aware of yourself within the kingdom of heaven. Okay. And don't, don't worry about it. Don't become frustrated. It has to happen on its own. I see, I see my frustration also. Yeah, and I just watch that. that too. Yeah. Of ourselves, we can do nothing. It's a beautiful thing, Jesse. Yeah. It really is. It's not easy. We tell the kids it's easier to be bad than it is to be good. And so you're saying it's not easy to be good? I don't think it is because it's not in my nature to be good. I, I uh-huh. mean... I think it's easier to be bad because yeah. it's... No, I understand that. Yeah. How many people agree that it's easy to be bad and hard to be good? Uh, okay, I love that. It's hard to, easy to be bad and hard to be good. So why is it hard to... It's easy to be bad. Because we're in this world, and, and I know a Christian is supposed to be you're in this world but not of the world, but to become not of the world in the place where we exist on a daily basis... And to, to connect with that spirit, it's, it's not tangible. It's not something we can see and feel. It's something that we have to go to and we have to seek and cry out for and, and sit and, and wait. And peop- our nature is to be impatient and to right. be frustrated and to judge and all these things that we have to deal with. It's easier to just slip into that and keep going. Very narrow, interesting. Narrow is the way. Yeah, that's for sure. John, why is it hard to be easy to be bad for you and hard to be good? You, did you raise your hand? I didn't raise my hand. Oh, you didn't raise. Who raised that? Over here. Did you raise your hand? Over there. Why is it easy to be bad? Because uh, it, it uh, because we're not saved yet. Not we. I'm well, talking I'm about you. Are there people I'm, attached to you over there? Is it, because no, yeah, yeah, no, well, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm, I can only <laughs> speak for myself. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah, you're right. And the reason easy to be bad is what? Because I'm not uh, saved yet. You're not saved yet. Yeah. And because I, I believe I believe if I was saved, 
the uh, option to, to be bad, to, to do bad, it would be there, but I would not do it. I would not do it. So therefore, it would be easy to do good at that point. Okay. Um, what, give me an example of good that you want to do, but you can't. Um, say, uh, uh, be patient, be patient uh, all the time. Be patient, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. I love this. This is something else. Uh, you raise your hand, Marcus. Um, why is it easy to be bad for you? Everybody, an answer so far has pretty much said what I was thinking. Um, I don't know. It's just easy. It's 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 in my nature. And what is being bad? Um, well, what I can see being impatient, being uh, angry, you know, angry, um, uh, judgmental. Um, of people. And what is and being must, good? And I would think that it would be the opposite. It would oh, be okay. to be patient. Interesting. I mean, that's what I think anyway. You raise your hand. Um, why is it hard to be... Well, I'll come back to you right after. Right. Why is it hard to... Why is it easy to be bad? I, I think it's easier to be bad because um, we are living in the flesh. And sometimes it's easier to submit to your flesh than it is to submit spiritually to God. Oh, okay. So it's like we are born in this sinful nature. So it's like in us to sin already because we're living in the flesh. But the more you start submitting to the spirit, you would you would, you would, you would start overcoming your flesh. Right. Stop, you know what I'm saying? Sinning all the time. So right. for me, I think the stronger that I get spiritually, the more control I got over my flesh to 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 be bad. Very so interesting. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a tug of war sometimes. Sometimes you just, the more, you, the more for me that I submit to the word and I get in the spirit, it's almost like flesh don't exist. Right. But anytime I'm feeding the flesh, then I'm becoming more weak spiritually. So you just got to know when to start pulling more on the spiritual side so that you don't get defeated on the other end. Amazing. <laughs> what do you say? Why is it easy? You want your daughter to go in the kiss room with the TV and all that? He won't go. Okay. Why? Why is it easy to be bad? Uh, again, it's just what everyone said. Uh, okay. We live in a society where everything is tangible, and we get everything instantly. We have Instagram, we have Facebook, MySpace, Twitter. I know, huh? We get everything that we want right then and there. We need to so go back to the cotton field days. <laughs> right. We have uh, liquor stores on every corner. That. Liquor stores on every corner. Yeah. Um, and to be honest with you, I feel like society has made it a lot easier for people to indulge in to indulge in uh, things that they don't need. Uh, for example, um, there's a card called the EBT card, and if you go into certain areas, they'll allow you're supposed to only buy food with it, but if right. you go into a particular area, they'll let you buy alcohol with it. Amazing. Right. So um, that that's just how I personally feel like everything is just so tangible. It's really hard. You have to actually stop and sit and think about what you're doing and why you're doing it. If you right want to be good, if you want to do the right thing, you know, should I really take this EBT card and go buy alcohol or should <laughs> I go and buy the food that my kids need? And some people it's easier for them to buy the alcohol than, you know. But well, don't let the wine on know you can use your EBT card. <laughs> um, you had your hand too, right? 
um, why is it easier for you to do bad than it is to do good? Because it was also in my nature. Is it your nature? Right. Oh, okay. And, uh, I was also an alcoholic. Oh, you were? Yeah. Oh, man. I did a lot of wrong things. Yeah. And uh, I'm A dirty. woman don't look right being an alcoholic. Huh. Ain't nothing worse than an alcoholic woman. No, I'm kidding. And recently... <laughs> I know, huh? Recently now, uh, I'm seeing a lot of things about me that I don't like. Like, uh, I've seen them before, but I'm seeing them clearer. Yes. Like, I'm very judgmental. And... Um, I still like to know everything, everybody's business, <laughs> you know. And, uh, and my daughter was, my youngest daughter was t trying to explain something to me yesterday. And before I wouldn't listen, I would get judgmental. But I listened to her last night. <clears throat> and I, told, I thanked her. For, you what? I thanked oh, her good. for being so patient. She, she's changing. She doesn't meditate, but... That's why you have to be patient with people, because you right. don't know when they're going to change. Right, because my my, both of my daughters are changing. They're more patient. And then I see myself, you know, and, yeah. and, and I'm learning from them also, you know? Right on. And That's so, nice. Uh, you look better, too. You look younger or something. Really? Well, yeah. You have a boyfriend? No boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> I don't need no problems. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's getting better for me. I'm, I'm a little more calmer. Right on. I love that. But, uh, you know, I'm barely seeing how ugly I am. I really am. Yeah. Great. And before I used to get mad, I don't get mad anymore. I just, I, what could I do about it? Okay. I can't do nothing about it. How about here? You had your hair? Why is it easy for you to do bad? Um, well, what I'm, what I was thinking of is that when people, I, I was just thinking of this the other day that when people don't like me and especially like with the, I get nervous with this microphone. So you want to hold it? No. Oh, okay. Then I'll shake. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's a psychological thing. Yeah. But, just relax. Okay. Um, okay. Like, especially with. The, you know what's going on now like I'm laughing that you're saying you know you're you're white and you're yelling at me you know you must be <laughs> racist right right um, that makes you nervous no 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 oh okay oh, no, no. oh I got you no okay. no just talking in front of people you know just talking in front of a lot of people and on the microphone yeah it's just a oh okay it just yeah psychologically uh, I think it, boy, how how come it's easy for you to do bad Okay. Um, if somebody, okay, this is an example. If somebody doesn't like me, and especially like I know a lot of, you know, people of other races, you know, Hispanic, blacks, I know a lot of them don't like whites. Yes. That's what I believe, and that's what I can kind of sense. Right. Um, I don't like them. If oh, okay. you don't like me, I don't like you. I understand that. Yeah, and yeah. so I know that I, you know, the Bible says it's easy to to like somebody that likes you, right? And it's you know hard to like somebody that doesn't like you. So 
it is easier to to be bad or to not or to kind of hate. Yes. And I, I don't like to use that word hate, but but that's the truth, though. That's what yeah. it is. So I really struggle with that. Oh, you better be glad you're not in my shoes. I have more people hating me than they hate Satan. <laughs> they hate me so badly now I can't even travel by myself anymore. I have to take someone with me to the funeral, a bodyguard. Isn't that amazing? But I love those people. I feel nothing toward them. I wish them well. And that's the truth. Well, how do, how do you do that? I'm about to tell you in a minute. Okay. Good question. <laughs> and you had your hand too? Oh, you did not? Okay. <laughs> no. Um, did you have your hand? Okay, how come it's easy for you to do bad? I just think it's just uh, natural. A little louder. I think it's the natural inclination. No, I can't hear you out here. Not that you're okay with the mic. Just speak up oh, so we can hear oh, you. Oh, I just feel like it's the natural inclination. It's like uh, you... Um, you go through life and you experience things and you have a certain way of nat- naturally acting. Oh, okay. And even though you may have been taught that it's not the best way to react or deal with circumstances, it seems like you're a natural inclination to go that way. Oh, okay. I understand that. But let me tell you this. The problem is that there is no such thing as bad. It's a made-up thing in your, in your mind, in the illusion of your, imagina- of your imagination and you've been taught by parents and others what's good, what's bad, what's right, what's wrong. And because you've been taught that, it is now being used against you to make you judge what is good and what is bad. And then when you judge things as bad, you feel bad about yourself, you judge yourself for doing bad. And when you judge things as good, you judge yourself for being good and doing good, so you feel better. It's an illusion that's been given to us in our fallen state. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist at all. It's all a part of the setup of what we've been taught by blind people. And so we can see that we need to be born again. We need a new nature. That we, we are in a fallen state. And if we didn't judge that at all, had no opinion about it, we could be free just like that. But you won't allow yourself to be free because you're so connected with your imagination. And in the darkness of your imagination, it makes decisions for you, and you believe the lie. That's what the problem is. It is not real. And so if you want to get over that, you got to get rid of everything you think you know. All of your opinions, all of your ideas, all of everything that you have been taught, you got to let it go and learn to just live in the moment. You got to learn to observe life and not have an opinion about life. And then you shall be free. Christ came and he has put everything back in order. You have already been accepted. It's just that you won't accept it because you're still in your imagination. You believe a lie over the truth. You're keeping yourself down. That's the truth. As long as you're making decisions, you're playing God. And as long as you play God, you would never know him. So if you want to be free, you got to let life is about really. This is so true. Life is about letting go. It's not about holding on to. It's not about trying to remember. It's not about all that stuff we've been told. Our parents spend uh, 18 years of our life screwing us up and we spend the rest of the time overcoming that. 
And once you start to overcome, you can then live. It's all, I saw this uh, documentary on uh, National Geographic yesterday about the mind. And I'm like, wow, that is so true. We are not our minds. And we are not our thoughts at all. The mind is our enemy. The mind function is really just there to make the body function. Make the blood go through the body and make all these things happen. But you are a spirit. You are, uh, uh, you're not your body, you're not your mind, you're not your thoughts. You are a spirit. And the only reason you can't see that clearly is that you have not truly forgiven so God can bring you completely into the light and then you can live your life. But you got to truly, truly forgive. When God caused me to forgive, he took away all of my anger and then I start living. And I start growing away from my imagination growing away from making decisions, growing, getting away from judging myself and others. I can see that it is what it is and there's nothing I can do about it. And it is working out like never before. You're playing God with your decision making. And this stuff about, oh, we're in the flesh and it's fleshly and we can't help it. It's all lies. But that's what the blind preachers have taught us. The, our blind parents have taught us. And now we're just quoting it, repeating that, just like we repeat the Bible when we learn the Bible. But it's not true at all. It's an illusion. You're already free. There's no past, no future. All you have is now. God is now. That's why he said, come into my presence. Come into the now. He's not out here. He's right here. But until you truly, truly forgive, because that anger is the nature of Satan, and you're his children or child until you truly forgive, and then life will start. You got to let go all anger. And the way you do that is getting to know yourself. And what you're going to find out about self, that you are not, you're, you're nothing. You're an image of God. That's about it. Other than that, you're not in control of anything. You can't change anything. And the more you let go, the freer you become. You got to let go. Let go of everything you know. That's the only way you're going to be free because you want to live by the spirit, not by the imagination. The imagination have you sick. The imagination have you thinking you're crazy. The imagination have you thinking you need uh, uh, depress- depression pills and all that stuff. The imagination makes you think that you need more of this and more of that. I need this and I need that and all that kind of stuff. The imagination is your enemy and it lives off your hatred your judgment of yourself and others. Of ourselves, we can do nothing. And of ourselves, we know nothing. And I love living like that. My, in my heart and in my mind, I want the mind of God. That's what I want more than anything else. I don't want the mind of Satan that come from hatred, that come from anger. I want the mind of God that come from love. And, God, and love controls all things. Really, and things just happen for you. But you got to let go of the imagination. The people have taught you lies. And all you're doing is repeating it and living it and passing it on to your children. Christ put it back. It's all back in order. You just don't see it. But it's all right here, right now. And if I know this, a cotton-picking, no English-speaking person like me, I, had a, I have an awful background <laughs> as far as being out of control and all. If he can do it for me, he can do it for all you smart people. All of you are smarter than me. I'm telling you. 
But you got to let go. You really have to let go. I, I, have, I know people who love the organization, Bond, for example, right? And they'll get mad at themselves, and they'll take it out on the whole organization. I don't want anything to do with the organization. I ain't doing I'm like, what's wrong with you? Are you crazy? You still go to work. You're still committed to everything else. Why aren't you still committed to that? But their mind got them going, and they don't know it. I'm telling you, let go of the mind, know that you're not your thought, and then the truth will come forth. It's in our, the, the, the Holy Spirit is in the soul of our belly. It's not in our mind. Satan is in your mind. Stop judging. Everything you said today was a judgment of yourself, but it comes from deception. It really does. It's all an illusion. Just think about this. God created us. God is good, and if we are his children, we have his nature, why shouldn't we be living that kind of life? You know what I mean? Yes, Jesse, I know exactly what you mean. Yes, ma'am. So, um, oh, I'm sorry, one minute. Another thing that I, I've been seeing about myself, Jesse, which I'm, I'm <clears throat> still not there, is the fact that 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 Christ came and um, that he died for me. I, I, I can't, I think for so long I haven't, I believe that in my mind, but I'm still trying to really accept the fact that he died for me. I mean, um, I'm sorry I'm getting emotional, but. That's why I know. You know. But let, let me tell you this, you're not seeing things about yourself. You're seeing things about the spirit that made a home in you that came from resentment. You have another identity within you, and you're seeing that spirit. When you see yourself, that image that has been created in God's image, because we are, we are a spirit, and we are created in his image, when you see that, you're going to rejoice. You don't see that yet. You're seeing the not you inside of you, inside of your flesh. It's ugly. I don't like right, it. Right, because it's of the devil, that's why. But don't like it or dislike it. You've got to learn to just see it. Okay. Observe and see it. And it's God who allows you to see it, and he'll take it away from you. He'll remove that spirit away from you. Then you can live. But don't identify with it as though it's you. It is not you. When Paul said, the things I want to do, I can't, and things I don't want to do, I do, I realize it's not me, but the spirit has made a home in me. That's what we're all overcoming. It makes us do the thing. When you're an angry person, you do things that you do not want to do. And then when you do them, you hate yourself for it, and now you're just going to hell. Instead of just seeing that, oh, just realizing that it's wrong, but don't, just realize that it's wrong, but don't have an opinion about it. So, Jesse, I guess this thing in me that sees that, that really is starting to really understand that Christ came and he really died, and that I am forgiven, <laughs> that's the part that I'm, I, I... And that you are what? Forgiven. You are forgiven. Yes. You're judging yourself. I am. God is not judging you. The moment you see that you're wrong, the moment you realize that you're wrong, God is done with it. He doesn't even remember it. But Satan will remember it so he can remind you of it so you can keep judging yourself. That's it. I've been living in the past, yes. thinking about all the dumb things I've done all the way up to today. Yeah. And that's all I've been doing. And, and then so what happens is I feed that and think, well, I'm not forgiven because I've done all these dumb things yeah. in my life. And that's not you that's doing that. It's your enemy that's made a home. He's telling you that. But because you're so identified with him, you think you're telling yourself that. 
you're not even telling yourself that. You would never, the real you would not judge yourself. He's judging you, and you think that is you. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. It is so amazing. I was thinking the other day, wow, I had this experience two days ago, and this is what I want to tell you guys about. I, you know, like I've been praying for the last year, all of this year without ceasing. The Bible says pray without ceasing. And that means to just practice being aware all the time. Practice being in the moment. Don't, if you're in your thoughts, come out, be with God in the moment, right? And, and so I'm sitting and praying the other morning, and all of a sudden, it seemed, it seemed as though there was nothing else but right, right, right there. Nothing else existed. It was like it came upon me, right? And I could see this open door. It was weird. It just came and it went, but enough for me to know. It was all light. It was a door, and in that door, I knew that all opportunities were there. Everything I needed was in that door. And I'm like, wow, this is so cool. And it's just amazing that it, it, it just appeared to me like that. But it, it was all love. It was all everything. It was everything I ever need in life. It was, it's, it's like it just appeared, and it's just right there. And I realized, wow, it's too bad that people are so lost in their head they believe a lie about themselves. They hate themselves and others. And they don't know that everything is right here, right now. It's already done. Everything you ever want in life is done. Everything you ever get in life is done. Everything you ever need in life is done. It's already done. All you have to do is receive it. But as long as you're angry and living in your head, you're never going to receive it. You're going to stress yourself out. You're going to have heart attacks. You're going to whatever whatever's going on. But you got to start letting go of all you think that you know. You know what I mean? It's right. God loves us, and he's right here right now. We've been set up to fail in life. We've been absolutely set up to fail by people who meant well, but they just didn't know. Really, they, our parents didn't know. The preacher that preached us the Bible didn't know. They just don't know. Everything we need is right here, right now. Which, which brings me to my question. Um, and I want to start with a smart person. I go to Martin. Are you a person who makes things happen, watch things happen, or allow things to happen? Um, well, let me give you an example. The answer is, I'm a person who thinks he's making things happen. So you, um, you make things happen, okay. Yeah, but then there's times where I see that, let's just take an innocent example of ice cream, right? I get this thought, and it could be a, it, you can also transfer this to anything real evil or whatever, but I get this thought, and I kind of let it go by, and then it comes right back to me, and I'm eating ice cream. Yeah. You know, it's like my hands, you know, when you say let go, but it's yeah. like my hands are coated with this super sticky stuff right. that I'm throwing it away, but it's just, it's not, it's not going away, Yeah. you know, and uh, that's kind of my life, you know. You I make I, things happen. Yeah, and then after a while, you, 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 uh, you start to condemn yourself because you can't let that stuff go, you know, it just, it's, it's just sticks to you like glue. 
Okay. How about you, uh, Patrick? Are you a guy who made things happen? This is the smartest white man on this side of heaven. Behind the headlines guy. Um, you make things happen, watch things happen, or allow them to happen? I'm more of a make things happen kind of guy. Oh, okay. You all man. I've, I've, done, I've, done, all, all, <laughs> I've done all three, but I'm more in the make category. Uh, okay. And you're proud of that? No, I'm just saying. Oh, okay. Uh, how about you? Depending on the environment, I'm all three. You're all three? Right. Wow. So that must be rough. With my own business, I tend to make things happen because if I don't, my family does not eat. Okay. Right? Uh-huh. With those things that I struggle with, I think things happen to me. Okay. Right. And so you make things happen, and what? You're all three. I think depending on the environment, yes. Oh, okay. Cool. You happy that way? I don't know if I should be or not. I'm waiting for you to tell me. <laughs> uh, how about right here? Do you make things happen, watch things happen, or allow things to happen? I think I watch things. You do? And why is that? Well, I'm not real assertive. You're not? I'm not, but I do have a business, so I do... I do... Um, I, I'm a little of th- three of those things. I mean, I have to make things happen or things don't happen. And allowing things, I'm better at not allowing things to happen. Right. I, I, I speak up much more than I ever did. Oh, okay. But I generally watch things. All three. Yeah. Right on. I'm, you I'm, can sit next to number one. <laughs> <laughs> How about way in the back? A watcher, a maker, or a allower? Allower. Um, I know I'm not supposed to do this, but I um, force things to happen. There you go. Yeah. You are and, God. And I'm getting extremely angry on that. And I'm getting angry that I'm getting angry, and I'm be- I become this psychotic <laughs> person. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> what a horrible way to live, it huh? It is. And I understand that it's a bad way to live. I just cannot come out of it. You cannot? No. Okay. okay. Kenneth, Kenneth, right? You may watch or allow? Say a little bit of all three of them. All three? Give me an example. Um, when it comes to my life, like me having drive for things that I know I need to, to just get done, Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like on top of my game about those things. Uh, when I'm in a situation where I know uh, me submitting for a little bit, and just like letting somebody who got a little bit more knowledge in something, like for instance, she can work a computer better than me. So instead of me sitting she there, what? can work a computer better than I can. Oh, okay. So instead of me sitting there trying to mess things up or something, I'll be like, look, babe, I need your help with this right here. All right. So, uh, I, I mean, it's, it's situations where I got to back up a little bit and just wait for my time to get to the top. Right on. Um, tell me again, Kenneth is looking for a job. He's new, a new member here. He is girlfriend, fiance. Uh, what kind of work you do just to get on record so we can find your uh, job? I got a, a very great background in warehousing, uh, stocking, unloading, loading, forklift, construction. I'm working the frame, plum, electricity, the whole nine yards. Uh, okay. And I can cook real good. You can cook? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, uh-uh. <laughs> 
So we got to help Kenneth find a job, all right? So yes, if you didn't you have them on the Christmas card one year? No. These two here? Uh-uh. That's because all black people look alike. I thought you were on the Christmas card. No. Uh-uh. And I can paint as well. I'm a very good painter. Okay. So if you're looking for somebody, call the office at Barn and we'll, uh, we'll get you to Kenneth. Uh, here's the deal. Yes. Are you a maker, watcher, or allower? I'm a maker. I make a mess of everything because <laughs> I, I, because I, uh, I don't know how to watch. I wouldn't know how to allow, allow things to happen. Oh, okay. I understand that. That's honesty. How about you, uh, Frankie? What are you? You want me to lie? Uh, <laughs> I like to be a watcher. Uh, no, I didn't ask you what you like to be. Yeah. See how they try to trick you? <laughs> try to say, oh, good, I like to be a, a watcher. What are you? I think, uh, I think for the most part, I, I think I would call myself a watcher. You what? Watcher. You say you think that? Yeah. You're a watcher? Yes. You're not sure? I'm sure. And what does that mean to watch? Observe. Oh, Okay. How about you uh, in the glasses way in the back, sir? A maker. A maker? Right. What does that mean? I try to make things happen. You try to make them happen? Yeah. Happen. And why do you do it that way? Um, it's in my nature. It's in your nature? Right. Uh, you like doing it that way? No. Why not? Um, because it doesn't work out. Yeah. It doesn't, huh? No. And so why do you keep doing that if it doesn't work out? Um, well, you said a uh, quote earlier. I think that's pretty appropriate. Um, you know, the things that I want. A little want, louder for me. I said the things that I want to do, I cannot do. The things that I do, I don't want to do. So it's, um, it's, it's just spiritual. Give me an example of something you do that you don't want to do. Um, you know, some of it has to do with business, um, just trying to make things happen in terms of work rather than just letting it happen and not stressing out or, or obsessing oh, over it. Yeah. So you can't help but to try to make business work. I, no, I see, I see myself thinking about work and what I need to do a lot and not being in the moment. Yeah. You want to become a person who allows things to happen. You really do. Because what you don't realize is that everything is already done. God already has it for you. And if you allow it to happen, it'll be one thing after another will just come to you. It will come to you. One step, one thing will come. Everything you need in your personal lives, your family life, your business life, it'll just be added unto you. But you have to be a person who will allow things to happen. I know we've been taught, oh, we need to be a watcher or make it or whatever. But we really have to allow it to happen. And it shows faith in God and he will not let you down. So basically it's like a maker and a watcher trying to control their own destiny. Yes, absolutely. Say that again on the mic. Oh, uh, a maker and a watcher is trying to control their own destiny. Exactly. A maker and a watcher is playing God. You're playing God, and life is hell. I know for, I'm a witness to it. I'm telling you, you let go, he'll, he'll give you exactly what you need, when you need it, and it's perfectly done. You don't have to make anything happen. You don't have to beg and, and, and whine and whatever it is you're doing. You don't have to work all these long hours scheming and trying to figure out how you're going to make your business work and all this kind of If you seek first the kingdom of God, 
in his right way, he's going to bring you to him and he will take care of you. He even said it in the scriptures, um, don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, where you're going to sleep. Don't worry about your friends and nothing. I will add these things unto you, but you're not going to know that until you pull away from the world. You need a renewed mind. Your mind is your enemy. And that's the problem. I'm looking at how he has done my life in the last 25 years. Everything that has happened to my life has been added on to me. It is, and thank God that I can see it happening. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Thank you. You know, that's pretty nice. And you don't even know that what the next thing is going to be, but it's right on time and it fits right in with what you need. It really, really does. It's like magic or something. And that's a bad word for it because it's a blessing. But we already have it. He have it. He will take care of us. You don't have to do that. But the problem is you're not putting God first. That's the problem. You don't pray, you know, every day like you should. You're not praying during the day. You lie to yourself that you are Christian and I do love the Lord. You don't. You're dishonest with yourself. And as long as you're dishonest with yourself, you would never know him. The beginning of freedom is to be honest with yourself. I am no good. Of myself, I can do nothing. I don't know anything. Then you can be free. But he'll make you, he'll take care of you. Opportunities will just come. Somebody will call you up out of nowhere. Somebody will refer you to some. And another thing I like about life, this way of living, when one door closes on you, if you don't worry, Another will open up and it's better than the one that shut down. But your mind, which is of the devil, will tell you, oh, you've been this, you just lost this, you're never going to have it again. And you believe that, you stop it yourself because that's doubt. Anytime you believe anything that your thoughts tell you about good or bad or about you and you believe it, you're doubting God and believing a lie because that's your enemy. It is not your friend. I'm telling you, you want to be allow things to happen and stop hustling and busting. You hear the people say it's not working. I'm stressing out. I think about the job all the time. I think about this all the time. How can I do this? How t- I'm so lazy in my job, my grandkids don't even think I work. <laughs> I'm telling you. They're like, sometimes they have to be here with the mother, right? They're like, Grandpa, where you come from right now? Where did you come from? And I said, oh, I was at a meeting. No, you weren't. I said, why you say that? You were at the gym. And you don't work. All you do is go to the gym and go to lunch. <laughs> I said, stay out of my business. But, but <laughs> the reason I don't have to hustle and bustle and worry, because as of this day, God has guided me in my work. He really is. I'm telling you. And, and it's just my, I have employees. I have no business. On my own, I would not have employees because I'm uneducated. I don't know how to be on no business. But he is guiding me into doing it. I'm telling you. He will make your life work, but you got to come out of the hell of your imagination. You got to stop hating. And then you have to commit yourself to seeking God before anything else, anybody else. If a thing is too important to you, if a person is too important to you, if money is too important to you, if 
drugs and all that, whatever it is you're into, you got to know that so that it can start falling away. Don't try to take yourself off it because you'll just go from one to another one. But just see that this is too important and it'll start to change by itself. Don't judge yourself for it. Just see, wow, this person is too important to me. Or this car is too important to me. Or whatever it is, it's become your God. Don't you try to do anything about it, but just realize this is too important and God will change it. And it doesn't mean you have to get rid of your money or get rid of your person. It's just that you would change from your relationship with that. You know what I mean? But if you try to change it, you're going to make the wrong decision about it. Just see it, and it will change. Allow it to happen. You got to allow yourself to change. You can't make yourself change. All right? That makes sense? Any questions about that? Does it make sense, Marcus? So you got to stop tripping, man. Yeah, I'm trying now. And um, it's just weird because, you know, I'm really confused about a lot of things now because cause for the reason, as I look back, you know, like Kent was saying, you know, things, certain things, it just didn't, it doesn't work. But then I don't know how to, you know, I don't really know, you know, I don't really. I keep struggling with, you know, trying to get get, get out of it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that doesn't work either, I'm finding. And uh, So why not just let go then? You see that struggling with it is not going to work. Why well, just keep in us, struggling? You know, just in us talking about it, I, I can already see, you know, why um, it, it, I can see the difficulty in trying to, you know, to allow things to happen. Because especially when you kind of work for somebody else or you're working for yourself and stuff like that, then you kind of want to, you kind of want to uh, meet everybody's expectations and life's expectations, and then you find yourself, you know, you find yourself trying to trying to motivate yourself, get yourself on this. You, you caught up with this whole thing as opposed to allowing it to happen, and then getting rid of the, you know, getting rid of that safety net. And, and allowing things to just like you say, be what you know what God wants it to be. I, I would fear like losing my job, or if I don't get in there and, and, and wrestle with this thing and do something about it right yeah. now, right. as opposed to, you know, okay, this is what I can do, and and there's a cutoff point and then let. That's God. a horrible way to live, it's Martin. A, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a setup. You got to yeah, let can, all that go. Yeah, I you got to get up in the morning, have your prayer. And go your way and let God's will be done. And things will start to change. It doesn't matter what situation you're in, whether you're working for yourself or someone else, you're married or not married, have children or not, rich or poor, let go and let his will be done. And you got my word, it'll work out. He just needs you to let go, that's all. And all this thinking that you're doing, it's not from God. God reveals things to you. He doesn't talk to you at all in your head. He does all that conversation you're having is straight out of hell. God revealed Satan talk. And it sounds like your voice. And he set you up because he'll say some nice stuff. And you're like, oh, well, that's cool, right? And you get all happy. Then he'll throw some bad stuff on you. Oh, that's bad. Now you messed up again. That's not the voice you want to hear. Yeah. You want to know, recognize his voice, that quiet, still, voiceless voice. There are no words to it. It's just knowing what to do. 
where to go, when to do it, or how to do it. It just makes sense to do it without words. Yeah. So cut it out, man. I know the big problem with a lot of people is that you have been taught. You have been taught. The moment you pop out of mama's womb, somebody's teaching you. They're teaching you about God. They're teaching you about this. And they teaching you. And so you give up the knowing. You give up the Holy Spirit. You start listening to that outer voice. And they lead you astray. And it becomes all ego. And it doesn't work. And now it's time to let it go. But you're so attached to being taught. It's hard to trust knowing. But you got to let it go. You got to pray. You got to pray. You got to be still and know God. I don't care if I'm on the road. I don't care how tired I am. For the last 25 years, I don't miss prayer. I stay still so I can know him. Because I see folks who start to pray and they stop, and they end up screwed up. But I'm thinking, I ain't going that route. You know, I'm not going to do that. I stay with my prayer so I can stay connected to the Father. Yes? Um, when, you're, uh, when you're in business there, and there's losses and gains and stuff like that, and you lose contracts, say... Um, I know at first it really was difficult for me. I lost something and I was like, I felt rejected, I guess. And it was like hard to overcome it. And now I don't feel it as much, but I do feel it. And And I wondered, is that because... I'm making that so important. Yes. That's more important. But it's money. I mean, you, you have to live, you know. I so. know what you mean. You know, like sometimes we have donors who that donate. We have people who donate on a monthly basis by way of credit card or whatever. And sometimes things are a little rough for them. They'll call up and say, I can't donate anymore for now, right? And right away, Satan said, oh, my God, how are you going to make it? But I recognize his voice, Satan's voice. I let that pass. I know that God will take care of me. I have the faith that it's going to work out. And so far, 25 years ago, it's still working. So don't believe the lie. All you're doing is believing the lie. God is never going to let you down when you trust him. But Satan is trying to tempt you away from God by causing you to doubt and have fear. Right. So stop listening to that voice. Okay. It's not your friend. Mm-hmm. You're right. You have to pay bills, right? Right. Well, so far, all my bills are paid every month. And I don't have a whole lot of money to throw around, but when I get the monthly bills done and the salaries are paid, I'm like, wow, that's cool. Yeah. I'm not worried about the money that's left over or not left over because all I have is right now. Yeah. If, if, if I'm fat and sassy right now, why worry about what I'm going to eat later, you know? <laughs> but Satan wants you to worry about later. Later is not even promised to you, and there's no such thing as later except in your imagination. And is it proper to have the attitude sort of that when you're trying to get another account, say, another customer, you're not real anxious. You're just like, take it or leave it. That's right. And then they want you. That's right. When you're not desperate about things, that's where the opportunities are there. Because you're not going to sell your soul for it. You can take it or leave it. God is with you. Yes, I know what you're talking about, but this is Satan talking to you. Right. He's trying to make you doubt. Let that pass. Trying to make me worry. Yes, but doubt is worry. Yeah, right. Yeah. Somebody cracking a bottle or something. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yes, that's what that is. Here's the key. You got to get to know yourself, all right? To know the thing that's not you. You got to pray. You must 
pray so that God can cause you to let go of all anger so you can enter into the kingdom of heaven within and then you can start living. As long as you have one iota of anger, you're not going to enter in. All you do is deceive yourself. Forgive everybody. Hold nothing against anyone and you shall be free. Thank you for tuning in and thank you all for coming. I appreciate it. For more information, to purchase a copy of this program or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND. You're already home.